Welcome everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast, hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namard. Our goal is to uplift voices everywhere by empowering women and youth and by building a better global community. The I'm Speaking Podcast is inspired by the Edge Charitable Foundation. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect that of the benefactors or sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast. I'm Priya. And I'm Mercy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. So today's topic is fast fashion. So Mercy. Fast fashion awareness. What is so excited about it? What is fast fashion? Because it sounds like something you get in fashion fast. I don't know. So what is fast fashion? Okay, so done a lot of research on this. So fast fashion is actually something that you and I are very well aware of, mm-hmm. but had never, I don't think we have been exposed to the fact that it's now a thing. Mm. It's, um, it's something recent. It's something that started in the 2000s. Um, and it's just super, super interesting. So I'm going to give you the, the who, the what, the when, and the where, all the, the facts. I have them all written down for you okay. because I really wanted to go into detail with this. So right. fast fashion awareness is going to be our topic today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to express to you where that's coming from. So a lot of the newer generations are having this conversation and they're going back to basics. They're going back to the way things were more so in the 60s and 70s, where it came to clothing and uh, your finance with clothing and how you dress, right? So, how are the fashion trends? um, Why are they being called fashion, fast fashion? It has to do with fashion trends that are cheap and quick. And that's the bottom line, that's a fast fashion. So when you go to a store and you're walking around the mall, you're looking for clothing, you're gonna have two different type of stores, right? You're gonna have your, let's say your Lord & Taylor or your uh, Nordstrom, your um, Saks Fifth Avenue, like your higher end stores. Then you're gonna have your mid-sized stores and then your, so threes. And then you're gonna have your lower income stores, which are the ones that have the lines of people outside. Mm. Uh-huh. They're the ones that you walk in and you grab the imitation of the Gucci, of um, the Louis, of everything, all the fashion that's trending. So fast fashion is a sort of like a replica of high fashion. Correct. Mm-hmm. In a cheap way. Uh-huh. So you go into stores and I'll give you examples of different stores. Let's see. I'm going to give you an example of this store would be Victoria's Secret. H&M. And you wouldn't even Pop think, shop. so right there, right off that, you're saying Victoria's Secrets and H&M. Those are big stores that women love. <laughs> exactly. They're okay. huge because of this. So they're 100% okay. fast fashion. Your H&M, your Topshop, Forever 21, yeah. Zara. Zara's yeah. the biggest one, by the way. And then Gap, right? Uh-huh. So these are big stores that sell things cheap. So you can go in and you could buy a lot of really cheap accessories and tops and shorts and pants and a purse and a jacket and whatever. You walk out and you have a whole outfit that's super trendy. Everybody loves it. Oh, my God. It's so cute. You have the little summer dress with the jean jacket and the booties and And everything else. And it didn't bust your wallet. (laughs) 
and it didn't cost you a lot. Yeah. So what's happening there is people are not buying quality. They're buying for the quantity. So they're buying it because it's quick, it's cheap. If it tore, if it faded, if it's no longer in fashion, they don't care. They dump it, they get rid of it. Mm-hmm. That's fast fashion. What the biggest problem, so there's a lot of problems with it. One of them is the sweatshops that produce all this fast fashion. The other one is our environment and how it affects it. And then you have um, all the different things that it can affect aside from those two. So I'm going to go into what I feel is the strongest one, which is the sweatshops, right? So all of them are important. The environmental uh, component of it is extremely important, but the sweatshop, I guess, because of our organization just kind of tugs at my heart. So the top Three reasons these sweatshops are so heartbreaking is obviously the child labor. So a lot of these sweatshops are in third world countries. Um, They're all over South and Central America. They're in Vietnam. They're um, just in so many different parts of the world. You have unfair wages. So they're getting paid nothing. You know, a nickel, 10 cents for the wage of a day, which is kind of insane and then poor working condition that they're in so they're smelling the fumes of the fabrics the you know they have them with quantity so if they come up with this shirt that's blue and has the yellow flowers because that's trending that's modern that's new and they need it they need it now if Uh they don't get that clothing out immediately and ship it overseas and put it in all their stores then they're done. Yeah. So everything has to be done fast. And that's where the pressure comes in, the 15 and 16 hour days come in um, and all the horrible things that come in. So the, the, the material, you're talking about them, fumes, it's mostly polyester based materials yes. versus where yes. you have the more expensive clothing that you get from a Lord and Taylor that is cotton or linen. These polyester- yeah, these polyester brands are cheap and they break, but they there's a high cost because obviously you're talking about the the right. human cost of it. Um, right. And and I'm sure there's probably some slave labor in there too, where oh, there's no people doubt. are trapped. I, I have no doubt. Yeah. But these facts that I'm giving you, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna show the resource that where we received this information from. So we're gonna share that later. So we'll have um, where they can get more information about this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so these sweatshops are. Uh, unfortunately, with people that have a lack of education or extreme poverty. Um, And then these individuals are abused, severely exploited, while the companies just keep getting richer. So when we go into Zara and we grab an entire outfit that's really cheap for what we're getting, we look really good. It breaks. It's no good. It was, you know, the shoes were plasticky. We're smelling all these bad chemicals that are in the fabric aside from that, but we're not even going there. Uh, But you did all this. You need to keep in mind that there was somewhere, somehow people being exploited over it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it takes you after you wore this and you no longer want this, then it takes you into the environmental aspect of it, right? When you just get rid of clothing. And unused clothing, as well as unsold, are the second largest polluters in the world. Mm. And again, mm. we'll give you resources for that. So, well, isn't, isn't of, 
so in, isn't in addition to that, that you have like runoff. So you see a lot of these factories have runoff from the chemicals, from the Absolutely. production of the clothes, right? Absolutely. And then, that and then goes you, into water in our air. And then you think about the um, energy usage. So they're not, they're not just using uh, quote unquote sustainable, um, and we'll talk about that word soon, sustainable right. um, energy sources. This is fossil fuel right. and coal that, that they're burning in order to produce this clothing. So on the environmental aspect, we have a couple of facts that I'd love to share. So 15.1 million tons of textile clothing were produced in 2013 alone. Huh. So keep that in mind. 85% of the textiles go to landfills every single year. And in com it compromises 10% of global carbon emissions every year. So we may not realize that when we buy that cute outfit, but it is hurting so many different aspects of, of human life mm -hmm. from the child labor, the exploitation, the conditions, the waste, um, the chemicals that, I mean, there's just such a long trend and, and I feel most people really don't know about this mm -hmm. and it's somewhat, these facts are somewhat new to me. I knew yeah. there was something there, but these are new facts. And so I think as we have always said, you and I both, mm -hmm. it's about sharing what we know, how we can empower others to, you know, to grow from this. Yeah. And so we listen to all this and we think, but what? I like going to the gap and buying. You or know, Forever something. 21, like that's a popular brand with right you know for me as zara like zara every time if i'm in spain i went to their store if i was in i mean around the world i love going into the zara store because uh -huh. you can i can get something cute and trendy and be in style right there and then but even though i i know that i can do that it was really never me to do that because i go back to and this is just a personal thing mm -hmm. i go back to basics so i love having like just three pair or four pairs of jeans, a lot of black tops. I love solid. So I have black, I have gray, I have a, you know, a white jacket and a navy jacket. And, and I don't shop a lot for clothing at all. I mm -hmm. end up playing with what I have. Mm -hmm. So here's an example too. You're at the camp and you're debating, geez, I saw it on the window. It's so cute. I've been dying for this. I'm not going to go to Lord and Tater and pay $200 for a black t-shirt and they have it for $7.99. Yeah. So what do you do, right? Mm. So here- Especially if you're a mom, a mom on a budget and you have to buy uniforms, you know? Absolutely. Or a young girl, you know, who's working hard and single and, and on a budget. So here's what you need to do. You need to do the 30-day wear test. So you think about it. You stop and you're aware of the situation. And you tell yourself, will I wear this at least- 30 times. Mm. Okay. So if you were going to wear it at least 30 times, then your purchase is sustainable. Your purchase is worth it. Remember that it, truly, if you're not going to purchase that shirt, it's going to end up in landfill. So it's already been made. We don't want to make them richer. We don't want to um, empower them, right? And, and constantly being supportive of them. But if we do need a black shirt because we need it to go, an example would be the shirts we're wearing right now. When you and I started the podcast, we wanted some cute shirts 
but we didn't want to pay a lot because yeah. we wanted to have a variety. We mm-hmm. wanted the scoop next. We wanted the, um, you know, the V next. We wanted to have different colored shirts. We, we just wanted variety. Yeah. And we were both starting this podcast and we were on a budget. So we were looking and looking and the Gap had a great deal. So we bought them through the Gap. I wonder what kind the of material is, is on this. Probably can't even like pull it over and look, right? We're going to yeah. have to look afterwards and see. Yeah, but we bought them. Mm-hmm. We've already used it. Yeah, at at least we're on Hands episode. Down. We're on episode twenty. This will be episode twenty-five. So at least right. twenty-five times we've worn these shirts. Twenty-five plus when we take pictures or when we wear them, you know, just to go out. Yeah. So yeah, and we're and they're brand new. We take care of them, so we're going to use them in the future. So that's your thirty-day wear test. So if you're really going to wear it for more than thirty days then it's worth purchasing it. And you shouldn't feel as guilty when you purchase it. Mm -hmm. Um, The next one is to repurpose and to donate. So that's really important. So repurposing would be, you know, I'm going to cut the sleeves off and I'm going to use it when I go outside and I paint or when I, when I do something else, you just, instead of throwing it out, you're going to repurpose it. You use rags out of it, or you, you know, donate it to a preschool or an art school to put them over the kids as long as they're nice and clean there's a lot of ways of repurposing clothing the next one would be to donate them so i i think because we're both in the nonprofit world Uh that a lot of people at least i find a lot of people will ask me hey are you taking used clothing because we don't want to take it to goodwill they sell it and i always have to i find myself educating people and telling them that's a good thing Yep. Well, employs people. It offers jobs. Mm-hmm. It organizes what you're donating. It it puts it on hangers. It puts it, it displays it. And you could truly, you're really helping. You're recycling that clothing. So I think that re, recycling it and donating is really important. And you could also do um, consignment. So consignment is Absolutely. similar where you have a, an agreement with a consignment store you donate your bags or your sh- jackets or, for example and mm-hmm. then they put it on display and you have an agreement that you get a percentage of the profits from from the sale of the clothing so you're still making money even though you're getting rid of your old things um yes. and consignment and stores yeah consignment stores should be used more because those people are still small businesses they want to do the right thing by upcycling the clothing um because that's what you're Absolutely. doing essentially you're upcycling mm-hmm. the fabric um mm-hmm instead of throwing it out. Absolutely, absolutely. Then the other thing that is suggested is that you shop your wardrobe before you go out. Mm-hmm. So there's so much in our wardrobe that we don't look at because we tend, we're just creatures of habit. So we tend to grab the same thing all the time. But we have all these other things that we purchased. So at one point we must have liked it and maybe we weren't in the right mindset to wear it after we bought it. So it's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. So we should be looking and shopping in our own closet. Then it says start start swishing and shopping and swishing and swapping with friends and with family members. Yep. So I'll give you a perfect example of this. So Raquel has lost a lot of weight, which I'm super proud of her. She looks absolutely gorgeous. Hey Raquel, I know you're listening, Raquel. So we love you. <laughs> yes, we do. And so Raquel is dropped uh, jean size. Mm-hmm. So she went to look at jeans. She's looking at the jeans and she goes, I feel guilty buying jeans here. Really can't afford to buy jeans there. I got to buy jeans here. I don't know what to do. I go, you're my size now. Come to my closet. 
come yeah. shopping here. I have tons of jeans. Take the jeans you like and figure it out and we'll go back and forth. And she's like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That, you know, she was telling me, she goes, that's fast fashion right there. Mm-hmm. Do it. So she came over and she shopped in my closet. And an example would be um, even with Samantha, we switch. So she has some really nice shoes. I borrow her shoes. She borrows my belt. I borrow whatever. We just go back and forth. And Lauren, who has gorgeous purses. So, hey, Lauren, I'll borrow your purse. Or just instead of shopping, start looking at other friends, at family members, and, and play. Switch stuff. It makes it fun. And you're doing the right yep. thing. Yep. Um, I also have an example of that. So my my sister, um, rest her soul, she passed away in October. And she had so much unused clothing in her closets. And it was so much like we still haven't donated all the clothes. And it was my niece, myself, and my nephew, and someone else went through all her things, which was so much clothes. And what I, I decided to do was throw out all, no, donate all my old items. And I took her stuff. So oh, this jacket, sorry. this jacket is hers. So cute. <laughs> and I have all my new blazers are from her. All, all of my new like sleep clothes, hers. You know, the pants, not so, so much. a part of her. Yeah. So I, I literally shopped my sister's closet and got new stuff and just got rid of my, all my old things, which on top of that, I wear over and over and over again. <laughs> Even if they have like a little stain, I try to like mess with it a little bit and like try to cover it up and still use it. Um, so I'm the type of person that just uses things over and I'm not brand loyal either. Like I have things that are just not unheard of. And I do the same thing with shoes. Like I wear things over and over and over again until they become jacked up and I can't do it anymore. Yeah, me too. And I, I think it rubbed off on the girls because my girls, I mean, Samantha has stuff. Samantha's a, a nurse now. She's 25 and she still has um, clothing from middle school. She goes, I'm not going to get rid of it. I still use it. Still That's fits. great. She still fits in it. She, I know, right? <laughs> That's the secret. That's <laughs> another podcast. How are you still fitting in there? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So going back into, back to the 30 wear test, which is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spoke about secondhand shopping, about consignment stores. We spoke about if you're going to use it for more than 30 days, shopping in your closet, mm-hmm. swapping with friends and family, um, and shopping ethically. That's another one. If you can shop from ethical companies or, yes. um, or local companies well, that are- Well, I want to talk about that a little bit. So you're saying the word mm-hmm. ethical. You're listening, Raquel. Then I did watch Sea Legacy. It was very upsetting, but they talked a lot about the labels and the brands that use certain terminology. And we already know this term, it's called greenwashing. When you use use certain labels and brands to say that you're quote unquote eco-friendly and you have quote unquote sustainable practices, but you really don't. You're just slapping the sticker on there and it's it's just the touch, you know, appease people. So you can still continue to do the same thing. And this is really big in the fishing industry. We should do a whole show on this, by the way. (laughs) Um, But the word sustainable is a greenwash term. Everybody uses it. So even if a brand, for example, H&M. So I saw when I was doing my research for our podcast that H&M has now H&M sustainable. (laughs) They're like, what does that really mean? Is it, how is it sustainable? Are you now properly employing people? You don't have them in sweatshops. You're paying them properly. Do you have runoff? Do you have what kind of materials are you using? What kind of fossil? Are you still using fossil fuels? Like, 
what does sustainable really mean? You know, mm. um, so it's a it's a term frequently used for greenwashing. So I love mm. the fact that you just use ethically because that yes. sounds more appropriate when you're talking about curbing Absolutely. how you're producing these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in that same research, um, I was finding that a lot of these companies, uh, Zara, for example, mm -hmm. would say now that they are sustainable because instead of throwing all of the leftovers, so remember, we we're talking about a blue shirt with yellow flowers, right? That was trendy. And all yeah. of a sudden the trend went out and they still have thousands and thousands of cases of these shirts. Mm -hmm. So now instead of throwing it in landfill, maybe a small portion of it is donated to a nonprofit organization or to somebody, they get a tax write-off, the rest is dumped. Mm -hmm. So because now they donated a portion, they're considering themselves sustainable. Mm. And it's not. Just. It's not. That's so, not so yeah. So, um, um, and the last item that I wanted to share on different things that you can do um, to be responsible with uh, fashion is also renting. So that's an option that's somewhat new you can rent outfits. And I think that comes more for bigger events, like maybe for wedding dress or I don't know, bigger things. I do know there are um, professional women that rent really nice suits. Rent the runway is a popular one. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is considered a true sustainable choice because it's cleaned, they use it again. It's clean, they use it again. It's clean and they, so you're yeah. getting wear out of that fabric. Yeah, I could see the, the wearing, now that you've talked about the 30 day wearing test, right. I could see where that comes into play with that. Cause I, right. I've never done Rent the Runway and I have so many business friends that have used it for their TEDx talk or whatever speech they have right. to make. And I always cringe because I'm like, oh my God, it's so expensive. I might as well buy myself a nice dress I can wear over and over and over again myself and reuse it over and over again. And that would that's be the less, best choice. That's less expensive. Right. Yeah. This is the second choice. And there's a big difference. There is a big difference when you buy something that's of higher quality mm -hmm. versus something that's of lower quality, that's a fast fashion in the way that it fits, in the way that it falls on your body and in the way that you many times wear it. So if you buy something, um, you know, the, a dress, that's a $500 dress. There is something about the fabric in that $500 dress and the way that it's going to fall on your body and feel on your body uh -huh. and look on your body. Look at Hollywood. Look yeah. at, you know, all these women. They're walking around. You look at Hollywood and they're walking around in jeans and the top and they mm -hmm. look perfect. Well, those are not the regular jeans you and I are buying. Those are, you know, $400 jeans or $1,000 jeans and the top was $800 or $2,000. So it's it's different fabric. It's sewn differently. It's cut differently and it falls on your body differently. Mm -hmm. So if that's the look that you're going for and you can afford the look that you want to be socially responsible, yep. then maybe you can rent it yeah. and wear it a couple of times. And then when you don't want it anymore, you can just rent something else. Yep. Um, so it's a it's a it's a you do choices. And you and you know, going back to Goodwill and and thrift stores, there in Miami when I lived down there, I used to go to the Goodwill on US One frequently because mm -hmm. they had a high end section. 
I actually have a very swanky blue suede jacket that I bought for $3. And that was years ago. And I use it so much. So there are some, if you're looking for something high end, that's beautiful, well taken care of, Goodwills do have that too. They don't have, mm-hmm. you know, just the things that are overworn or, you know, those, right. those type of items, but you can find some really nice jackets that are Prada mm-hmm. or Louie, you know, mm-hmm. any of those things in Goodwill Absolutely. that people are just giving away. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, you can. Absolutely. And, and if you want to look for high-end clothing in a Goodwill, maybe look at the areas. So you can look like um, there's a Goodwill that's in Coral Gables that will most likely have better quality than one that maybe you find in a different city. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's another thing to keep in mind if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, and then once you buy something that's really high end, it should last you for so long. Mm-hmm. And then remember, you don't have to feel guilty if you use it at least 30 times. That's like the, the <laughs> rule of thumb. So if you wear it more like we do, like we can wear it for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, great. I mean, and, and, you know, just having like those solid colors in your wardrobe, uh, here in New York, black is a thing. Everybody wears black, right? So having Absolutely. that to wear frequently um, is per- is perfect for us. And in mm-hmm. Miami, if you have sundresses or tank tops, you wear those mm-hmm. things over and over again. Over and over. And I can tell you, um, it's something that I learned a long time ago when when I was being very frugal with fashion mm-hmm. was uh, scarves. So you can change any outfit with just a scarf so if you invest and you buy i don't know like maybe 10 colors of scarves and you have a green and a red and a blue and a yellow mm-hmm. and then you can have any outfit and that one scarf is going to change your whole outfit mm-hmm. and expensive is that yep and i love scarves during the fall i still have the green scarf you gave me years ago really i still yeah. have mine. <laughs> mine and then i have a purple one from afterwards yeah um, so yeah i have them all and it, and i love it yeah it's like where the same jeans, same belt, same shoes with another different black t-shirt and yep. just put a scarf and it's a whole new outfit. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, talking about this again, fast fashion awareness is so important. We mm-hmm. that, you know, if you've learned anything from what we've spoken about that you share it, not only that you implement it in your lifestyle, but that you share it, that you're open to switching and to, you know, contacting friends and family members that you feel comfortable with about switching stuff. Listen, I, I love this scarf. I used it first of all, it's super cute. I'm looking for something different and maybe you don't want the green one anymore and you want a blue one. And there's just so many ways that they can really go about this. Very and true. And being um, yeah, conscious about the stores that you're shopping in. You can even get together with girlfriends and you guys just bring this, the nicely worn things that you don't want anymore and just have like a swap party. You hear about those things all the time. Bring some wine, hang out, play some music, look at all the clothes, try them on, and just have fun with it. Um, And I'll tell you, things don't look the same on everybody. It does could be, you know, an outfit that looks adorable on the hanger, and then you try it on, and what happened? (laughs) Or, you know, it looks great on somebody and not on somebody else. So that outfit you might think doesn't look good on you anymore might look great on somebody else. Yeah. A good example of that is when we, we, uh, we haven't done it. We didn't do it last year, but our prom that we do with special needs children and we get Uh, donations for, for suits for the boys and prom dresses for the girls. And I feel like that's the best use. I mean, other than donate to people who can't afford the the clothing, but it's such a good use of, um, of clothing on dresses that you're not going to wear again. 
because they're and accessories. I can't tell you how many women bring shoe boxes full of accessories that they have because they were in at one point or another and they don't want them anymore. They have mm-hmm. rhinestones, flowers, and feathers, and whatever the case may be. And they bring them boxes of them mm-hmm. and we display them on this table. And all these ladies are just like, dazzled by them like oh this one shines and they'll wear like all the rings one ring on each finger with all the different <laughs> colored stones and they want the earrings and all the different things and it's it's really cool when yeah. you see you know it goes like they say somebody's trash is somebody's treasure yep exactly so, exactly okay. and and this I really do think, um, you know, there's a humanitarian cost of fast fashion and there's um, an environmental cost of fast fashion. Absolutely. And it's, and, and we're not saying that this is easy. These options that we're giving you are easy fixes. It's hard because mm-hmm. we are inundated with all these brands, these brands that people buy every day and that, that we can, that we're budgeting for, you know, cause we can't right. ex- afford the expensive stuff. So you're thinking about, Brands Zara, H&M, Fashion Nova. This run really made me sad. Mm-hmm. Urban Outfitters. So you know I love, like my cargo pants. <laughs> me too. I lo- me too. I'm in love with Urban Outfitters and just the look and feel mm-hmm. of their clothes. Gap, Benetton, Guess mm-hmm. is one of them. Victoria's mm-hmm. Secrets, Forever 21, and there's more. But um, these mm-hmm. are brands we wear every single day. The middle class buys these brands. So it's really hard to curb our habits, but at least we could try slowly by even doing a 30 day, even doing a swapping party with your girlfriends just for a reason to get together. You know, there's just a little by little um, until we get to a point where we get used to you doing those options that you suggested. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And buy basic items. So maybe you don't you know, buy all the stuff at Zara, but you can buy basic items and accessories. And the accessories can be what you play with. Mm-hmm. And the accessories really never go out of style. You hold on to that scarf until, you know, next next season, spring yep. or fall or whatever it may be. So there's a lot of choices. If you heard the podcast, now you know, so you can't say you don't know. <laughs> you walk by the stores and you look at the stuff. If you have to have to have to have that top you saw or those jeans you saw, because you're just dying for it and, mm-hmm. and it's all you could really afford and you really need them think about it and you know make sure you wear it at least 30 times and feel better about it uh, but if you can avoid it then that would be the ideal thing um, mm-hmm. save a little bit more money and then just buy a better quality one that will last you longer and make it a habit to go through your closet at least once a year when you're spring cleaning go through your closet and decide what you want to keep you want to give away um if you're doing the right thing, I guess evaluate like where you are with your fashion choices and your clothing choices. So you can do it. And sometimes it's not even a matter of of fashion. Sometimes we change sizes. If you got a little chunky during COVID like I did, and it's not a matter of fashion, but a matter of what you fit in, just be mindful when you go out there and instead of buying maybe 20 items, buy a couple of items and try to get things that can match and things that you can play with. That would be my advice for that chunkiness that came in after COVID. (laughs) I'm so struggling with that right now. Oh my God, forget it. Forget about it. Probably the rest of the world. (laughs) 20 things later. Okay. Absolutely. 
Well, this was a great topic. And uh, I think this is a topic that people, that affects people every single day. Um, and you, you, it doesn't just, you know, it's not just about women and their fashion choices, men too, you know, and what they're buying to buy sustainable items. Um, so we want to thank you all for listening today. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, and what else, Marcy? And also, we would love for you to learn a little bit more about what we do with our nonprofit organization, the Edge Charitable Foundation. You can check them out on the Edge Helps on social media, or you can go to their website, which is theedgehelps.com. You'll see how we're impacting the lives of under underprivileged children and women as well. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Oh, and you this too. is the I'm Speaking Podcast with, <laughs> with Mercy. And Priya, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.